This season of the Curiosity Club podcast is sponsored by Simprove. Simprove is committed to furthering the understanding of the function and role of the gut microbiome by using a scientific approach to developing the most effective bacteria-based product. Put simply, Simprove helps to support your gut microbiome and balance your gut bacteria. What I love about it is its water-based formulation that contains four unique strains of live-activated bacteria. Because of this unique formulation, Simprove will not trigger digestion, meaning the bacteria will arrive to your gut unharmed and in full strength, survive the harsh acidic environment that is your stomach, and thrive in your gut to colonise successfully. Simprove's 12-week programme will give you the best chance of nourishing your gut bacteria and supporting your gut microbiome. The more I learn about gut health, the more important I realise it is. And I'm currently in my 12-week programme and I love knowing that I am supporting and topping up the good bacteria that lives within me. If you want to join me on your own programme, Simprove have been kind enough to give all you lovely curious folk a special 15% discount for a limited time using the code CuriosityClub15. Welcome to the Curiosity Club podcast, a safe place for the real life lessons that we didn't get taught in school. Each season, I have conversations with inspiring experts who share their wisdom around our seven peaks of curiosity. Together, we learn how to break the patterns, habits, and mindsets that limit our potential, hinder our happiness, and impact our well being. I'm your host, life and business coach Katri Barrett, and these are the life lessons for modern humans. You're listening to season two, episode three. Welcome back, curious folks. I want to start today by saying a huge thank you to you all. I've been blown away by the response of the new season and we're only a few episodes in. We've reached record downloads in the last couple of weeks and to celebrate, our wonderful sponsors, Simbrove and I have teamed up for a very special giveaway. One of you lucky lot is going to win a 12-week Simprove program worth £158. To enter, you need to head to our recent post over on Instagram and all the details are over there. I will leave a link in the show notes whilst the competition is live or you can just head over and find us at the curiosity club underscore i'm loving connecting and talking with so many of you over there so do come and join the club if you haven't already in today's episode i'm speaking to tiwa lola organlacy tiwa is a confidence coach specializing in positive psychology and the founder of confident in killing it which is a purpose-driven organization and community that wakes women up to their worth so they can be confident unstoppable and dare to live the life they truly desire We spoke about the connection between confidence and mental and emotional well-being and how you can begin to change how you think and feel about yourself so that you can show up boldly and courageously in work, relationships and all areas of your life. Tiwa explains the scientifically proven steps of positive psychology that nurture your strengths and happiness to help you become more satisfied and fulfilled in life. I also reflect on my own journey and how years ago I had no idea that it was a lack of confidence that was feeding my anxiety, procrastination and keeping me stuck in many unhealthy relationships. I had always deemed myself a confident and outgoing person and Tiwi gives some really useful tips that you can start using to help recognise when you may benefit from working on your confidence. We also unpack a lot around imposter syndrome and how you can begin to overcome self-doubt. So for all you imposters out there who always feel like you're not quite good enough or tend to play it small, there is a lot in this episode for you. 
As always, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes right now, please do scroll down to the end of the episode and leave us a rating and review. It really helps other people find the podcast, which in turn helps me create all of this free content. Without further ado, enjoy this episode. Just a quick note, most of the interviews were recorded during lockdown over Zoom, which isn't the best for audio, so please do excuse the sound quality, we were doing the best with what we had. Well, welcome to you, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. To kick things off, can you start by just introducing yourself a little bit and telling everyone more about everything that you do? Okay, cool. So hi, everyone. I'm Tiwa. I'm the founder of Confident and Killing It. And I'm a confidence coach specializing in positive psychology. Uh, Confident and Killing It is a self-love revolution that wakes women up to their worth so they can be confident, unstoppable, and really just dare to live the life that they truly desire. So I'm all about empowering women. I'm all about supporting women and um, building a community where women believe in themselves and they're taking action on their dreams. So I run a whole bunch of masterclasses, um, content on Instagram, podcasts, uh, one-to-one coaching. So just everything that I can do to to just help women take action in life I love that I love that you described it as as a self-love revolution because god we need we need that (laughs) we need that more (laughs) for those who might not know can you explain a bit about what positive psychology actually is yeah of course so normal psychology is kind of all about um like the negative things you experience, like why do we experience pain and and depression and things like that. Um, Whereas positive psychology is all about, okay, just because you run away from fear and anxiety and and all these other negative emotions does not mean you automatically get happiness, joy, peace, and love, right? There's a neutral ground where if you're not doing anything apart from just trying your hardest not to be depressed, you're just in a neutral space. And so positive psychology takes it to the next level that says, actually, there's a science to well-being. There are things that you actually have to do proactively to live a full, balanced, empowered life where you are positive and happy with who you are um, and feel satisfied in life. So I'm all about using the science of psychology to help people take practical steps to achieve wellness and well-being, whether it's their mind, how they see themselves, their bodies, because it's actually achievable, but you have to be intentional about the work that you do. Mm, yeah, I, I love that. I, I resonate so much and I love to use positive psychology in, in my coaching as well, because I think yeah. it's, that, it's changing the mindset of not, it's not about illness or fixing things that are broken within yourself it's about nurturing and nourishing all of the good parts to get more of of those and as you said there are so many kind of strategies and tools and techniques to that and that's what I think is so so wonderful about about that approach it's not kind of so, so many people I think the misconception is they'll see other people maybe seemingly being really happy or really confident or really successful and kind of think oh well, it just happens for them and therefore it's not going to happen for me whereas actually yeah. 
there are so many strategies. So either those people you're looking at kind of comparing yourself to are working with those strategies and tools or just innately some of us have, have you know, things happen to us or just naturally have certain ways of thinking or doing, but ultimately you can learn. You can learn all of these things. Yeah, absolutely. Like I always say confidence is like a fitness routine. You know, you have your like 30-day abs challenge or like 20-day booty challenge or whatever. Confidence is the same thing. If you keep working out, um, like 20 minute workout every day, 20 minute workout every day, you will see results. And the moment you stop, your body just goes back to how it was. Right. So consistency and discipline with your exercise routine is the exact same thing you need to apply to your confidence journey. You don't just wake up one day and you're like, yes, I'm flawless. I'm confident. That is not how it works you got to be strategic about it. you got to be like, what am I doing today to build my confidence? Because if you're not proactively building your confidence, you're not going to get it. And the moment you stop doing all the things that are in the equation of well-being, so like checking your positive emotions, journaling, reflecting, um, reflecting on your strengths, the moment you stop doing all of those things, your confidence begins to go down. So no one is ever just born with confidence. It's definitely a journey. And if your confidence has been knocked in the past, you can rebuild it by following simple scientific steps, like strategic steps that are backed by science. Um, So that's why I love it because it's accessible to everyone and everyone deserves to love and believe in themselves. And that's why I started this self-love revolution because I was seeing a lot of women, our default was self-doubt our default was that we're not good enough and we're not worthy enough. And no one should live like that. We all deserve to love and believe in ourselves. And and when I learned to tap into that, it changed my life. And so I was like, I need to share this with everyone because this is like, this is such a beautiful way to live. And I know a lot of women aren't living like that. Mm, yeah, I can, I completely agree. And I, I resonate so much with what you're saying in, in my kind of approach to coaching. And I think that particularly as women that the default as you said is is self-doubt and I think seeing as you said the misconception of seeing other people and thinking well they just have confidence something other people have and I don't Mm -hmm. I I like that as I I suppose I was thinking as you were talking there it's the use it or lose it in terms of of, of confidence in it and and that's something I I sort of say often is courage is like a muscle you've got to strengthen it and and courage comes before confidence yeah what would be in your opinion what would be the kind of connection between I'm wondering with this season is all about mental and emotional well-being and and I sort of, yeah, what would be your opinion on the connection between confidence and mental and emotional well-being for people? Yeah, oh my gosh, totally connected because mindset is everything. So my favorite quote, and I don't know who it's by, but I've said it so many times, it might as well have come from me, (laughs) is that she knew the power of her mind, so she programmed it for success. And I love that quote because the first thing is understanding how powerful your mind is and how it is connected to every single thing that you do. And then understanding that you have the power to program it to work for you rather than against you. So when it comes to building confidence, the first thing I do with all my clients is mindset. 
No, it's like, actually, how do you think about yourself? How do you see yourself? What do you believe about yourself? Because your thoughts lead to your feelings and your feelings will dictate the actions that you take and the choices that you make. So if all that's playing in your mind is negative, 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 you're going to feel terrible. And when you feel terrible, you don't take good, you don't make good choices. You don't take positive actions when you feel terrible. So when it comes to actually showing up with confidence, it's all about that inner dialogue and what you're telling yourself and what you believe about yourself mm-hmm. and with that when in terms of mindset other than so you talked about thoughts and, and beliefs there what else do you think constitutes the term mindset because I think I know that as a coach and a lot of people who have experienced coaching or or have done some sort of self-development work are fam- quite familiar with the term but I'm wondering if, if anyone's listening who may be kind of ha- are quite new to new to this maybe if they don't not unsure what mindset what is actually meant by mindset. What, what would you sort of say to that? Oh, um, no one's actually ever asked me that before because we always assume that everyone knows like mindset is what we're talking about. I think it's <laughs> without literally just saying it's the state of your mind. It's just more like your perspective and just the way you choose to see the world um, and the beliefs you choose to have. So I always put it like, Imagine your mind is like a computer or like an iPhone, right? If you don't update your system, it starts running slow, you get bugs, um, and it breaks down. And it's the same thing. Your mind, like mindset is literally just a set of beliefs. So what do you believe about yourself, about your family, about the world, about your life, your job? What are these beliefs? And you have the growth mindset, which is a group of beliefs that empower you to grow and to take your life to the next level and to be resilient and to bounce back. And then you have the limited mindset, which is a whole bunch of beliefs that sabotage you and actually stop you from taking action and taking your life to the next level. Mm, I love that. Sorry, I put you. That was putting you on the spot. With that. <laughs> you, you did, and in my mind, I was thinking, "Oh God, that was a great answer. Well done, you." <laughs> it's so nice. And it's, I suppose, and I like that thinking of it as always, like, like our minds are like computers, and if it's glitching, if you had, a, if you had a laptop and your laptop was glitching, or yeah. it no longer could do what you like, serve the purpose that you needed to, you needed a pro, it to run a program that it couldn't do. You would yeah. either get a new upgraded laptop or yeah. upgrade it or you just reboot the system yeah. or, or get rid of the 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 um can't think of the word the word is the bugs the the, the that you would get in there so I, I really like that I think it's seeing your mind, yeah. and your mind as that Absolutely. And so that brings also the power of choice to decide what you believe in and you get to pick and choose your beliefs. So like imagine another like analogy is like a pick and mix bag. Like you get to decide what sweets go into your bag. And so you have like the colas and then you have like the fizzy rings and whatever. Right. And so you get to pick your belief systems and your beliefs that go into your mind. But I think a lot of people just feel like, oh, I just have this belief and that's it. That's the end. you know and then they go around with all of these limited beliefs that are outdated but actually they need to realize that you can throw away beliefs that don't serve you and make a decision to believe other things that do serve you and do empower you and that's a choice we can make every single day Mm, yeah the choice the choice I suppose impossibility that believing that anything is possible and you can make those changes yeah absolutely In terms of confidence, something that I sort of, again, it's a question I ponder and I get curious about, so I'm reflecting it as your your (laughs) expert on this. 
is and I see this in people. I'm wondering whether you, whether you you see have seen this in, in clients and people you've worked with as well. But often I find um, that certain certain individuals. And I think this was absolutely me in the past. I never realised that it was a lack of confidence that was the reason why I was experiencing certain emotions or was that I was even struggling in, in certain areas, particularly kind of social um, situations and in relationships in the past. Obviously now, years later, having and being a coach and having done all the work, I can now be like, yeah, it was. it's something I've worked on a lot is to build, building my confidence. But for, for maybe anyone who, who perhaps hasn't realised that it is a lack of confidence that's impacting how they're showing up in the world, mm. what are the signposts of underconfidence that people can perhaps look out for within themselves? Mm. So first thing would be how you talk to yourself because how you talk to yourself will affect whether you're confident or you're not, okay? So your mind is like a battlefield and everybody has positive and negative thoughts in the mix. No one ever just has only positive thoughts 100% of the time. That's not realistic and that's not something I advocate for ever. Um, Negative emotions are normal, they're healthy. The key is just to not get stuck in them. So the first thing it would be, it would just kind of, if you pause and just reflected on how you speak to yourself, are you 80% negative? negative thoughts um, and harsh words and negative 80% self-criticism with only like a little glimmer of positivity when something good happens? Or are you 80% positive um, and believing in yourself and saying nice things to yourself? And then you just have the odd occasion, the 20% when your emotions go a bit funny and you know, you have a down day and that's perfectly fine. So that's the first thing I would say, like signs that you're not confident, like your self-talk, you have less self-compassion and more self-criticism. Another thing is not feeling worthy enough. Like you disqualify yourself from situations because you feel like you don't have what it takes. Um, And imposter syndrome is a big thing um, on this because you forget that you have good things about yourself. So when your mind is like 80% negative, you don't know what's, what's good about you. You don't know what your strengths are. You don't know what you bring to the table. And so that has like a domino effect on all the other bits because then you get to a situation where you're like, you, you want to show up in life, but you actually don't know who you are and what you bring to the table. And so you disqualify yourself from situations. So if you retreat often, if you kind of downplay your accomplishments, if you talk to yourself in a really negative way, if you have a big overwhelming fear of the future um, and of, you know, mistakes and of failure, these are all the signs of having low confidence. Mm. Those are, I think it's, it's really helpful, I think, for people to remind ourselves of, of those signposts because often, in particular, I, I love that you, you talked about self-talk there because I think so often we can get so caught up in the, the narratives of whatever our mm. inner critic or mind is telling us that often we lose sight of reality. And, and as you said, something you touched upon there is is um, imposter syndrome. And I think that that's a really kind of interesting thing to unpack a little bit for people because I I, I think it can be quite 
even just the sort of term, the imposter syndrome, because it sounds quite um, yeah. <laughs> clinical. It sounds quite scary. But I think what what would be what what is imposter syndrome? Would you tell, tell, talk yeah. a little more about what that is. It's just basically feeling like a fraud. It's basically feeling like you don't belong, that like you don't have what it takes. Um, it often happens when you're about to go into a new situation or a new environment, and you're like. I don't have what it takes to be there or I don't deserve to be there or I'm not worthy of being there. Um, so those are, it's, yeah. And it's just kind of feeling like if somebody did want you to do something, if you did go in to do it, you would probably fail or you would mess it up because low key you're a fraud and people are looking to catch you out um, and to highlight that you don't know what you're doing. But the truth is if you just were nice to yourself and um, just took time to do some research or to read up on stuff, you would find that you actually do have what it takes. And no one is having it as their life's mission to to show you up or make you look like you're a fraud. Everyone's worried about the other person doing it to them. So um, yeah, that's what I would say it is. It's just like that inherent, like overwhelming feeling that you're a fraud and that you're just continuously not feeling like you're worthy of being in certain spaces. And I think, in particular, I think with people to do with professional kind of context, is that how you often you see that sort of coming up? Quite oh, uh, no, actually, even with entrepreneurs as well. So before it was mostly in a, a corporate context that I saw it, but um, I was coaching a woman who she had an idea. So she was doing like corporate communications um, in her organization and Uh, she wanted to leave her full-time job and start her own kind of like community and things like that. And that uh, startup that she wanted to do required the exact same thing that she was doing for her organization. But she didn't feel like she had what it took to do that, even though she was doing the exact same thing for her company. But she gave herself excuses like, oh, but their name is what's driving it. You know, like not owning that it was her and her mind because before she came, they weren't performing well. And it was after she came that they started performing well. So obviously she had a big part to play in that. But her mind told her like, oh, um, you know, it's the name of the company. You wouldn't have their name. You wouldn't have their backing. So what makes you think you can go off and do this business? Um, So after walking her through those steps, she actually realized, actually, I do have what it takes. And um, yeah, and that was imposter syndrome. So I think it happens to everyone, whether you're in the corporate world or whether you're an entrepreneur. Um, I'm sure it happens to a lot of moms a lot. Like they have no idea what they're doing when it's their first child and they all feel like a fraud. So yeah, it does. It happens to everyone. Yeah, I love that. That's I think so true. I see so many people. I'm not a mother yet myself, but I see so so many mothers sort of in the space talking about that. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I can I can certainly relate in, into feeling like that sometimes. I think even even with this podcast before starting, it took me this podcast was five years as an idea before it was actually made because I was like, oh. who's going to listen? To it? Who's going to? What? Who am I just to have anything to say? So I yeah, I think it's acknowledging that this is a first step, first step, which I think what well, I think even just one of the main takeaways, if anyone just walks away from listening to this in that just to acknowledge perhaps the where confidence might be holding them back. That's the first yeah. step to yeah. be able to make those changes with, with imposter uh, syndrome. You, so you mentioned you sort of the, the steps as well that you, you coached the, the lady who, in starting her own business. What would be 
we're going to kind of come on to specifically with confidence, but with imposter syndrome, I'm sure there's connection, but what would be the sort of steps that would, that you'd, you'd coach people through? Yeah, it's the exact same with confidence. So the first thing is, what are your strengths? When I ask people to tell me what their strengths are, they're like, looking left, looking right, looking up at heaven, hoping something just drops down. You know, they tell me three things max, okay? Um, when I ask them to tell me, okay, tell me what you're not so good at, where do you have limitations? They're like, oh my gosh, I'm so bad at this, I'm so bad at that, I'm always late, I'm so awkward in person, da, da, da. and it just rolls off their tongue. So that's what I was going about with what's going on in your mind. Is it 80% negative or is it 80% positive? Um, and so the first thing I would actually do is like, what are your strengths? What are you good at? And so I ask um, a lot of powerful questions that get people thinking and they share their story with me. And as they're doing it, I start to pull out all these different strengths that I'm seeing. Um, so that's in a coaching session. If you wanted to do this on your own, I actually have a template on my website that you can download, which is a strengths finder. Um, and what it does basically is it has a list of strengths and you go and see which ones you feel you relate to. And then you think, okay, I am confident because I always bet on myself and I show up and I believe in who I am. A time when I did this was, and you tell me the story of when you were that strength. So it's not good enough to just be like, oh, I'm ambitious or, oh, I'm good at public speaking. You've got to know why you are good at that thing and give me an example of when you have demonstrated that strength because you want to create positive comebacks to those negative thoughts. So when the negative thoughts pop up, you literally, you have something to say back to it because a lot of women, they will get that negative thought that, oh, um, who are you to start this business, for example? Or let me use my own personal example, public speaking. So I was giving a talk um, last year. I, I put on an event, 50 women showed up. They had paid to get tickets, da, da, da. We were all in the room. And as I was speaking, my negative thoughts came into my mind and they were like, you're talking too much. You need to shut up. Look at all their faces. They're bored. You need to just end this event right now so people can't go home. You've kept them for way too long, da, 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 da. And I'm in the middle of talking to a group of women about how to own their story and to love themselves and my negative thoughts thought this is the good time to sabotage her okay so now if I didn't know any positive things about myself I would have started freaking out right then and there and probably ended the event early and just told everyone to go home but because I had done the work to know my strengths, my positive thoughts immediately came in and they were like, actually, people have paid to hear her speak. She has been flown all over the world to speak at different public, um, public speaking engagements. She gets feedback all the time about how her words are so powerful and da, da, da. And it literally started listing all my strengths. Like I'm empathetic. I am a good speaker. I'm a good communicator. I understand people. And so when I did that, that literally just shut all the negative thoughts up in a second. And so I've programmed my mind to do this over six years. Every time I get a negative thought, I never just let it sit for hours and hours and play and get louder. I come with the heat. I challenge it. I ask myself, is this really true? Do I really believe this? Um, and so that's the first thing I do with my clients is what are your strengths? Because you need some positive comebacks when the negativity comes. And if you can just do that alone, it is such a game changer.
And I think that's something so important, I think, that you you sort of touched upon there is the fact that just because you're doing the work or just as you're, you're a coach, like you, you and I are, and I'm sure you will get this question all the time, the kind of presumption, but you must have all your shit sorted out. Mm-hmm. And it's, no, that you, it's not that, no, you won't, it's not that you will never doubt yourself or never have those moments of, oh my God, what am I doing? As you said, inconveniently, when you're standing in front, you're already standing in front of the 50 people that have paid to be there. But it is about having the tools and having kind of preempted those moments by having done this work Mm -hmm. so that they, you can catch them and rather than kind of marinating in the negativity, as you said, which then ultimately, yeah, you get become stuck there. I think you you said said that before. It's about shifting it up in the moment that awareness of catching thoughts not believing your all that self-talk to be true and then having the 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 strength i think that's so nice that i love that um your exercise we can i can put a link i'll put a link i'll get you to send me the link people through to that because i think that'll be a really nice exercise for people um to do but no I, i think that's such an important absolutely you've got to acknowledge it first so like okay i can see I'm being, I'm sabotaging myself right now. And which is why it's really good to identify what does low confidence look like so that you know you can catch it out when it, it shows up in your life. And so the first thing, you've got to acknowledge how you're feeling. You've got to acknowledge your thoughts and then you've got to go ahead to challenge it. Most people just stop at the, oh my gosh, I'm experiencing this right now. Oh, this is scary. I don't want to do it. The end. And actually, no, you've got to challenge it. Like, is this 100% facts? that I'm not good at speaking. Is it, is it really? And then if you do, you're like, actually, no, I have evidence that I am a good speaker. And then you, you know, you bring that evidence in and then it, it, things just begin to shift. So you've got to acknowledge and then challenge. And you can only challenge when you know the good things about yourself. Mm, yeah. And so it's being intentional about those good things. So yeah. that then in those moments when that doubt comes in, you can do that. No, that's, yeah. I think it's, that's, it's so useful, for, I think, for people to just break it down in, into those steps, mm-hmm. steps like that. I think you've, you've touched upon um, a few already, but again, I think it's useful to remind everyone, yeah. what do you see um, as any other kind of the, of the biggest misconceptions that people kind of hold around confidence in itself or just confident people? Because I, I, ta- I've talked about already that I, I very much... I feel so often people see it as an other thing. It's either something you have or you don't have. And what what else do you think that people need to know around what confidence is and isn't? Yeah, so um, another big one that comes up a lot is confidence and arrogance and like confidence and boasting uh, because confidence and arrogance are not the same thing. And a lot of women don't want to own their accomplishments because they think that looks arrogant or that they're boasting and then people won't like them and all of those things. And so they actually sabotage themselves by not being confident because they're afraid of being arrogant. And now arrogance is more like, I'm the best at everything I do. Everybody else is beneath me. Um, and I'm just going to use my gifts and my, my kind of like strengths to serve myself to make sure I remain at the top at all times. That's arrogance. I mean, we all need a bit of arrogance in our lives sometimes, you know, just to give us a little kick, but confidence is a, is different. Confidence is like, I'm great. Oh, she's great. She's great. She's also great. Let's just get together and just celebrate how great we all are. So me winning does not mean you have to lose. 
Confidence is more like I'm winning, she's winning, she's winning. This is amazing. I'm so happy to see this. And so you use your gifts and your talents to raise others up and you share that with the world rather than kind of making other people feel bad about how good you are. So a lot of people feel like, oh, if I'm confident, it will make people feel insecure because they will see my confidence and be like, oh my gosh, she has it all and I don't have anything. And actually that is such a lie because so many people have come to me to say that my confidence has been an inspiration to them, that my confidence has been hope to them because when they see me being confident, they're like, if she can do it, I can do it too. That's what happens. But a lot of people, we believe the narrative that if you are confident and you shine your light, you will make other people feel insecure and not good about themselves. And you shouldn't do that. So you've got to remain humble um, because everybody else needs to be modest and on the same page so no one feels like they're left out. But actually, that is not true at all. The more confident you are, the more you inspire people to also be confident too. And then we actually move society forward. Um, So, yeah. I'm so pleased that you, you said that as something actually because I think it's yeah something that people unfortunately believed too often that oh but I can't I can't say that because it will look like I'm up myself I'll be, I'm praising myself too much or it's selfish or yeah. self care is selfish hat that you hear so often which is just yeah. if, if you until we pick ourselves up I suppose that's the, what you said until we pick ourselves up we can't pick other people up and the that's difference true. is that you but by believing in yourself it doesn't mean you're believing other people are less than it's that you believe that you are mm-hmm. your goodness and therefore other people's goodness and together we can we yeah can yeah because society tells women that there's only space for one woman at the top you know there's only one woman on the board there's only one woman here and one woman there and so it becomes a competition where we feel like we have to fight each other because there's only room for one winner Um, And I'm not surprised we have that mindset because of the media, the movies that we watch, right? There's only one person who gets the gold medal. And so there can only be one person at the top. But actually, in reality, life isn't like that. You know, everyone is in their own lane and everyone can get a gold medal in their own lane. And that's perfectly normal. Um, So I think it's just, again, that mindset shift, those beliefs, like does believing there can only be one person at the top serve you? No, it doesn't. And if it doesn't, let's bin that. Okay, so what's another belief that serves us? Um, Believing that we will always be worthy, that we can have our gold medal in one lane and that doesn't affect another woman's shine. Oh, I like that belief. I'm going to pick that one and believe it for myself. And that's literally all it takes. Mm, mm, Totally. I think you touched touched upon the belief there, believing that I'm the... You know, does that believe that I'm, I'm worthy? And I actually saw a really nice post, and I think it was one of your podcast episodes recently, all around self-worth. And I think it's mm-hmm. um, something that so many people struggle with or, or uh, connecting their kind of self-worth to perhaps they're not the most healthiest of places. But what would you, can you tell us a little bit more about self-worth and what people need to know mm-hmm. about it? Oh gosh, I love this topic. Um, So the first kind of universal thing that is true for every single human being is that you matter simply because you exist. Your worth doesn't depend on all these external things. Your worth is intrinsic. So no one can take your worth away from you. So 
you have worth, you will always have worth. It doesn't go up, it doesn't go down. Your worth is your worth. Worth and value are different. Value can increase and decrease based on your experience, how much you decide to charge for your services, um, you know, your, maybe your clientele. That value is different, but worth is intrinsic and every single human being on this planet has worth that can never be taken away from them. So when you first acknowledge that your worth is intrinsic and that you matter simply because you're alive, simply because you made it on this planet and you're breathing, that is such a beautiful revelation that just frees a lot of people because we tend to pitch our self-worth onto things. So like um, growing up as a teenager, I never thought I was good enough. I didn't think I was creative enough. I didn't think I was skinny enough. I didn't think I was talented enough. I literally thought I had no gifts and no talents whatsoever. And so I based my self-worth on my academic career because I just thought that that's the only way I can prove that I am worthy by getting good grades in school. And actually your worth doesn't depend on your grades because with or without the grades, my life still matters. With or without the job, your life still matters. With or without the amount of money you have, your life still matters. And so I recorded that episode because I want people to realize that your worth does not depend on how much you weigh, what you look like, whether you have stretch marks on your thighs or not, um, how skinny you are, whether you have clear skin or not, because that's another thing I really struggled with, you know. As a teenager, having acne, I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm not even worthy to like look at people. Like I'm like, I used to get worried that my face would be so offensive to other people that they would have to look at my spots. Like it's mad. And so clearly I've come a very long way. And so that's why I can like openly say that with sports or without sports, I still matter then and I matter now. And so I really want whoever's listening to this to really grasp that, that your worth does not depend on your achievements, your productivity levels, um, what your body looks like, how much money you have. Like you matter simply because you're alive and you're breathing and you exist. And that is, I think, such a powerful reminder for people in particular having after the last few months where I think for so many people there, all of us, our, our kind of usual coping um, strategies mm-hmm. or perhaps things that we had kind of identified with yeah were taken away with it during yeah. the pandemic and, and, and still now and that, you know, not identifying with whether you've got a, a partner or whether you're dating someone however many dates you're going on whether you've you know written that book during lockdown or been baking every time or whether you've just been watching Netflix and sleeping because that's what you needed yeah. and I think not not acknowledging again it's a coming back to as you were saying that's that first step of it of acknowledging where you are identifying attaching your self-worth mm-hmm. to um Oh, oh, sorry, realize, thinking that you're less than, you're, you're, less, you're not worth as much in certain areas and realizing that whether or not you have more or less or when you feel this or feel that, whatever you're doing, your worth, whoever you are, is yeah. such a powerful reminder. A good question to ask yourself is, who will you be regardless of what's going on in the world? So, like, your worth isn't based on whether you're married or not, what your relationship status is, right? So it's like, who will you be? Um, and, as, and as well as your identity, like who will you be when there are no jobs for anyone to do, right? So no matter what's going on in the world, I will still be confident because I will bet on myself. 
And I showed that to myself during this pandemic where I bet on myself and I kept going. Um, Some people might say, uh, regardless of what's happening in the world, I will always be creative. So your identity is that you are creative. That's a strength. Um, your identity is that you're confident or your identity is that, you know, you're loving and you're caring. So even if there was like a massive tornado, you would still be loving and caring, right? No one can take that away from you. So productivity can be taken away if you have no job or, you know, nothing, you have nothing to be productive about, but there's certain things that are who you are regardless of what's going on? Who will you always stay true to? Who will you always be in certain situations? That is, that's, that's a reflection of your worth. That's your strengths. And that, so it's, it's about noticing and asking yourself those questions. So that Mm -hmm. if those things that you're identifying with were taken away, such as the going on dates or business or the job, would you then be left feeling less than, and then using that? So that's the signpost of, okay, I need to do a little bit of work here. Yeah, yeah. This mm. is such a good conversation. I'm like, I need to take notes. So <laughs> we we came to each other. This is okay, isn't it? Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're both really needing to listen back to this. It is, no, it's amazing. Because I, I think that's it is. I think uh, identifying that. So where where are uh, taking stock regularly? I'm going to do that after after we've recorded this. Where am I identifying with things that if that was taken away, yeah. I would then feel that I wasn't good enough? Mm. And then how what what do I need to be doing in order to um, kind of feel whole, feeling whole without putting it on different yeah. external yeah. practices? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was on a um, money coaching call and um, one of the people, like it was like a group coaching call and one of the people on there was like, you know, like afraid to quit her job because of like money situations and things like that. And the coach said, you know, money doesn't bring security. Money doesn't give you power. Like it's not the money that does that. It's the meaning you put on the money. So security needs to come from yourself and money just adds to whatever is already there. So if you're a humble, honest person and, and you're kind and you're caring, if you have money, you're going to use money that way. If you were never um, kind and thoughtful and caring in the beginning and you get money and maybe you're a shallow person, you're going to use money in a shallow way. And so money doesn't give you security. Security has to come from within you. And then the money just adds to whatever you have. And so it's the same thing that we're saying, like, who will you be without all of these things, right? Don't place your identity in things that people can take away from you. Place it in your beliefs about yourself that you know you can always bet on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that so, so much. With that, I think there's obviously we've been so many different things, but what would be if you could encapsulate your kind of a biggest bit of advice for the listeners? What would that be? I think it's the power of choice because it's literally the power of choice that you have. And when I was a teenager, super insecure, didn't like myself, didn't like my body, all of these things, I just thought that is just the way life is. I just thought that's, that's it. This is the cards I was dealt and that's all. I, I can't do anything about it. But when my life turned around was when I understood that I have the power of choice to decide what I believe in. And 
you know, we make choices all the time. We believe in things that we don't even know are going to happen. So for example, everyone believes that they're going to live till they're 90 or till they're 100, right? We have no idea when we're going to die, but we all believe that we're going to live a very long life. Um, And so it's the same thing. Like you have no idea when you're going to die, but you choose to believe you're going to live forever. Um, And so it's the same thing with confidence. You can choose to believe positive things about yourself. Even when you don't feel like it, you can still make an active choice to believe that you are worthy and that you are good enough and to, to believe positive things about yourself. So it's just really the power of choice. Like every single time you're faced with a challenge or you're faced with a negative thought or you feel like you're sabotaging yourself, what choice are you making? Are you choosing to continue to sabotage yourself? Are you going to make a choice to do something about it? Um, And literally our lives are the summation of all the choices that we make. And it's the choices that you make today and tomorrow and the day after that give you the great week, then you get a great month and then you get a great year. um, And then you get to where you want to go in life. So it's all about the choices that you make and being awake to those choices. I love that as in it's the culminate our lives are the culmination of all of the choices that we have made seeing it as a daily weekly monthly yeah Yeah, that's beautiful and and my question that I love to ask everyone who comes on obviously being the curiosity club is what does curiosity mean to you and how do you think it can be helpful for people Uh, what does curiosity mean to me I mean The first thing that comes to my mind is just like, just try it, just do it. Like you never really know. And I think I'm always curious as to how, how much further can I amaze myself? Like I'm curious about my greatness and I'm curious about how, how can I surprise myself in a positive way? Um, And so I will always just kind of like, make crazy requests or, you know, put myself out there in a way that I've never done before. Um, and that's actually how I managed to go to Oprah school in South Africa and give a talk to the girls there was because of curiosity. Um, because I was like, Oh, what if, and a lot of people will think what if and go to the negative what if, but for me, curiosity is thinking what if, but thinking of it in a positive way, like what if I made the most money I could ever make in my life? Like, what if I put myself out there and was confident, I was brave? Like, what if I believed in myself? Like, what is the possibility of my life when I can just create and think and and imagine amazing situations? So yeah, for me, curiosity is just like, what ifs, but how good can life get? <laughs> Popping up those what ifs. And that question is a great one. That how can I surprise myself? That yeah. I ask myself that more yeah. often. <laughs> like just like how much greater can I be today? Like <laughs> yeah. Where let people know where they can connect with you and find out more about your work. Amazing. So um, I'm really good on Instagram. So you can follow me at Confident and Killing It and at Tiwalola. So T I W A L O W L A. And I've got a podcast too. So you can check that out. And my website with all the resources and tools uh, for personal growth is www.confidentandkillingit.com. 
amazing well thank you so much for joining us having me if you enjoyed this episode make sure you leave a rating and review letting me know what your biggest takeaways were i love reading each and every one thank you to simprove for sponsoring this episode don't forget that you can get 15 percent off with discount code curiosity club 15 as we're all curious folk around here why not head over to simprove.com to find out more until next time stay curious